Hello and welcome to another edition of the PHNX D-backs podcast right here on PHNX. And I do, in fact, have fire in my blood. My name is Derek Montia, occasionally known as the mayor of Las Vegas. Uh, this guy next to me, it's the one and only Thunderstick, Jesse Friedman. Uh, and we're here to talk Diamondbacks baseball. Jesse, fill me in on everything I missed while I was destroying my own health in the sin city <laughs> yeah it sounds it sounds like vegas might have stole your voice a little bit Derek. yeah I mean, things I are great uh, i think Derek's operating at about 60 percent and is literally uh fresh out of the car driving back from vegas so that is, uh, that is uh, more than fair 60 percent is more than fair jesse Prop, props to you, my friend, for uh, for being able to being able to hop on and do this uh, so quickly after getting back in town. But uh, the Diamondbacks, uh, just a, a big win uh, today. You know, three game losing streak, losing the first two games of of that Red Sox series, coming back on Sunday, uh, finding a way to salvage the series finale. Merrill Kelly was outstanding in that game yesterday. We'll talk more about that later in the show. Uh, but today, Derek, things were not pretty early. Uh, Ryan Nelson gave up four runs on six hits in the first two innings, and it just felt like the kind of game where uh, a D-backs offense that has been sort of MIA uh, over the last uh, 10 games or so overall, uh, the D-backs were going to need something from that offense, and and boy, did they get it. In the bottom of the second inning, the D-backs score five runs. Uh, of course, the highlight was Paven Smith hitting a three-run home run, uh, just as every Diamondbacks fan in the universe we all is, is clamoring for Paven Smith to be sent <laughs> down. Paven Smith heard everybody's complaints and delivered the biggest in this game. Uh, the D-backs were able to tack on a couple more runs later on, uh, but they held the lead the rest of the way. The D-backs come away with a big 7-5 to five win here against the Rockies. Um, there's suggestions for me to drink more beer? No. no that's, <laughs> I need to go in whatever the opposite direction of that is at this point. But uh, Paven Smith heard what you said about him. Jesse, he heard every word that you said. It but... was, I didn't say anything about Paven. People keep saying that I was the one who who made all these claims about uh, But But yes, uh, Paven Smith has absolutely been a, a hot topic among Diamondbacks fans over the last couple of weeks and understandably so. Heck, even after hitting this home run, Paven Smith's numbers on the season are still not good and there are maybe still questions that should be asked about his future in the organization. But uh, today in this game, that was an enormous hit. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, apparently he was listening to everybody who was, uh, who was talking trash about him because that was, that was the biggest hit in this game. Would you call him streaky at this point? Because it feels like he just, he'll have like a week that makes us feel this way about him. Right. But then when you look at his numbers for the season, obviously there, uh, there's quite the gap in between some of those performances. Yeah, I think he has been a little bit streaky, although of late, honestly, he's just been bad, bad. for a while. Yeah. Uh, I think it was a six for 51 stretch or something like that uh, entering this game over his last 15 games or so. So, yeah, he hasn't been good in a while. He got off to a really good start. Uh, a lot of that was driven by walks. He was just walking a ton at the beginning of the season. That has sort of faded in the last couple of weeks. But you do have to hand it to Pavin that he he's had a little bit of a clutch factor uh, this season, right? He had, he had the walk off walk, uh, at yeah. one point earlier in yeah. the year, he had a big, uh, go ahead to run home run against the pirates. If I'm remembering correctly, uh, D backs won that game by a run. And then, uh, you know, his Homer in this game, although it was early in the game and there was still a lot of baseball to be played, it was a three run bomb and the D backs won this game by two runs. So, uh, another really pivotal hit for Paven Smith, even 
even if his season-long performance has not been particularly good. Michael McDermott in the chat says, limited upside player, ride him while cheap, but easily replaceable. That I like. Um, I, I think Pavin has been crucial for this team at times, but today was one of their better games as far as uh, being able to hit with runners in scoring position and being able to do the small things to to that they haven't been able to do, right? Jesse, we've talked about moving runners over, just taking advantage of of having men on the base path. And, uh, you know, it wasn't just Pavin Smith's three-run homer that did it. We also had uh, my hair twin, Lourdes Gurriel. Uh, he homered again because, <laughs> of course, he does. Of course he did. Uh, and, and Emmanuel Rivera just continues to, to hit. Uh, just big hits that he gets. Maybe, you know, he, he's not – He's not busting out the boomstick, but Rivera is quietly one of the most consistent hitters on this team right now. He's hitting 343, and it's felt like he was hitting about 340 the entire time since the Diamondbacks came up. Uh, The reality is the D-backs have a three-third baseman on the roster right now in uh, in Josh Rojas, Evan Longoria, and Emmanuel Rivera. Um, Emmanuel Rivera is, is clearly outperforming Evan Longoria right now. Uh, which I don't know if that necessarily means anything for Evan Longoria's future at this point, because, you know, I know the D-backs value his his veteran presence. And he's been good enough, especially against lefties, that I don't think his job is in jeopardy at this point. Uh, but Emmanuel Rivera came up when, when the D-backs had a need and has been so good that they've had no choice but to uh, not only keep him in the majors, but give him more and more playing time. We're starting to see Rivera find his way uh, into the lineup more, even against right-handed pitchers. Uh, and he just continues to be outstanding. Corbin Carroll had two hits in this game as well. Uh, Just a a really nice balanced uh, attack from the offense today. You would like to see the D-backs score uh, after the fourth inning at some point. Uh, I only looked at the last four games. This is basically since you left. The D-backs have scored one run after the fourth inning. It's pretty much everything happens, innings one through four. If they don't get it there, then they're not scoring runs. Uh, But fortunately, they got seven in innings one through four in this game. And uh, that was enough to seal the deal. The answer backs answered back, but they need to answer back later too, right? And we've talked about how how big that is for them to continue to just keep their their foot on on the gas and to continue to pile on runs. That's the one thing that would have been nice to see in this game, even if it would have just been one late additional run. I felt like they were close there, I believe, in the eighth inning when they had a runner on third base. But, um, yeah, they, they they still can't get those runs in late. Uh, however, we have something very important to talk about. Our guys are back, Jesse. Dre Jamison's back. Jake McCarthy's back. Uh, and I love that. I don't even – if you tell me how Jake McCarthy is back, I'll tell you the story of Frank's cell phone in Las Vegas and the ensuing ridiculousness uh, that <laughs> that happened. But um, what is Jake doing back? When did Jake come back? Yeah, the Diamondbacks brought Jake back uh, a few days a few days ago and uh, it didn't necessarily look great in his first couple games. But uh, this was really the first day that, that Jake has, has had a productive day at the plate. I think he was one for eight entering today. Um, in his first two games and today two for three Uh, he had a big two-run knock we've talked a lot about these situations where the D-backs have had opportunities to score and haven't been able to come through Uh, before Pavin Smith hit that three-run homer Jake McCarthy hit a big two-run single uh, with the bases loaded in order to get the D-backs from four to nothing 
up to four two. So, uh, so yeah, I think you know Jake has a lot to prove. It's a, he's he dug a pretty significant hole for himself from a numbers standpoint uh, over those first sixty or seventy plate appearances before he was demoted. So it's going to take a while uh, for the numbers to to look good. He has a long way to go. Uh, but this is the first game where I think Jake is has looked comfortable. He's still chasing a few pitches that he really shouldn't be chasing maybe a little bit antsy at the plate still but yeah uh, but that was a hard hard line drive for that two-run single in a really key spot that other d-back sitters have not been able to come through in one thing i noticed when i saw his is at bats today was he was aggressive and they were talking about one of the problems when he got sent down was the fact that he was swinging very defensively he was pretty much swing and yeah. a B swing and you know that's something that at least is encouraging to see uh him attacking the ball him trying to get uh you know trying to go after it and he honestly uh was on base today and and was a big part of the Diamondbacks offense so he he looks back as Connor said um but what doesn't look back is the Arizona Diamondbacks starting rotation there's still a lot of question marks there outside of Zach yeah. Gallon and Merrill Kelly Merrill Kelly was great yesterday though yeah, Merrill Kelly just continues to be. I, I'm still trying to figure out what happened to this guy. I mean, right two years ago, Merrill Kelly was like a mid four ERA pitcher and was pretty well established at being that. Yeah. He was a productive starter. He was a major league caliber player, but he was not a top of the rotation guy. And now we're talking about Merrill Kelly having a better ERA than Zach Allen uh, at this point in the season. His start yesterday lowered it to 2.83. He had 10 strikeouts, which matched a career. I'm not sure if it matched a career high. I want to say it did. Uh, but, I mean, 10 Ks for Merrill Kelly is is really impressive. His strikeout rate on the season is up over 27%. It's far and away the highest it's ever been in his career, uh, which makes me think that what Merrill has done this season really might have some some staying power. I don't, I don't really view this as a fluke. I view this as Merrill Kelly, you know, potentially taking the next step. As far as Ryan Nelson goes and the rest of this starting rotation – Yes, the, the questions are the questions still remain. Uh, Nelson was just not not good today, uh, as as the box score will clearly show. Five innings, eight hits, five runs, three walks, only one strikeout. Just wasn't really getting any swing and miss. Uh, was missing over the heart of the plate far too often. And uh, you know this Rockies team has actually played really well in the month of May. I believe they were fourteen and ten in the month of May coming into this game. This offense is, has really been productive recently, and, and Ryan Nelson saw that uh, you know, right from the outset of this game. He was able to settle down a little bit and, and give the D-backs some length at least. He was able to finish five innings. But yeah, I don't, I don't know, Derek. I mean, after seeing what you, what you saw today from Dre Jameson, are we at the point where it's like, all right, now Ryan Nelson goes to the bullpen and Dre Jameson is back as a well, starter? Let's talk about it. Because I Dre Jameson was awesome today. Dre Jameson was just incredible. And like, yeah. again, I don't know if it's the role in particular, but it just seems to suit him. And I know that that's, that's instantly the, the temptation is to move him back into the starting rotation yeah. and, and drop one of the <laughs> other guys off the minute that they don't perform themselves. I just don't know if that's the case. Because then if he has a bad start, you're going to mess with his you know, development, you're going to mess with his role again. And, and who knows what you end up doing to this guy. Maybe he ends up not being, you know, a value to you in any way. And you kind of chalk it up to him when it was really what you guys did to, you know, to him switching his role back and forth, calling him up, 
uh, you know, recalling him, sending him down, doing all of this stuff. I just really wish that uh, they just let him stay in this role because the Diamondbacks yeah. need it. How would have today's game gone otherwise? And how would have the rest of the series gone uh, had they needed to use their bullpen as, as much as they would have in a, in a game where your starting pitcher only goes five five innings? Yeah, it's so true. And I and I'm with you. I'm I'm with you. It's weird that, you know, a few months ago we were talking about whether Dre Jameson should be in the rotation or Ryan Nelson should be in the rotation. And then you have days like this where Jameson is just completely unhittable uh and is pitching relatively deep in the game and Ryan Nelson just really, really struggles. But I think we know we we still don't fully understand what Dre Jameson's value is as a starter in the majors, but we do have a pretty decent picture right now on what Dre Jameson's value is to the D-backs out of the bullpen. And as you just said, that value is tremendous. And it seems like the D-backs, even though uh, it might be tempting to to insert him back into the rotation if Ryan Nelson uh, or even Tommy Henry struggle, this role just suits him well. It's a role that he has clearly embraced. And and the man got 15 whiffs today, Derek. There were literally only just, four starters in baseball who had more than 15 whiffs today. Dre Jamison pitched out of the bullpen and threw three and two-thirds innings, right? His slider continues to be one of the best pitches in, in all of baseball, potentially. When he's able to command that pitch, uh, I don't think the Diamondbacks have a better out pitch in their entire organization right now. For as good as Zach Gallon's knuckle curve can be and as good as Andrew Chafin's slider can be, the D-backs have some, some pretty darn good out pitches on this pitching staff. But when they're going right, I don't think any of those pitches are or when Dre's slider is going right, I don't think yes. any of those other pitches uh, can really compete with that. 11 whiffs on 18 swings today. Just absolutely ridiculous stuff from Dre Jameson. And that is absolutely the reason why he is our king snake today. Fire in my blood, Jesse. Fire in my blood for <laughs> Dre Jameson. Three and two thirds, five hits, zero runs allowed, six strikeouts, 15 whiffs, 15 whiffs. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. He, he owns that number 99 that is our wild thing rick vaughn right there that man is a maniac look at that scooby-doo shoe in the picture by the way just taking a little <laughs> peek over our logo let's go it's wonderful for, work by damon there by the way for reference ryan nelson had three whiffs in this game and carl <laughs> kaufman had four so the two oh, starting pitchers in this game had seven combined whiffs and dre jameson had 15 out of the bullpen uh, it, it's it's just absolutely crazy what that man is able to do with the slider. Uh, the sinker and four-seamer continue to get hit around a little bit more than maybe you'd like them to, uh, but he did use a changeup today. We saw him feature the changeup a little bit more than we've seen in the past. He got a big strikeout of Harold Castro uh, with the bases loaded at one point in this game uh, using three consecutive changeups. So that would be a big development for Dre if he's if he's able to to get that pitch going. But yeah, I'm with you. I think the D-back should probably just keep Dre Jamison in the bullpen. And it sounds like that's most likely what they're going to do. Uh, when the D-backs made the roster move a couple days ago, Torrey Lavello basically said um, he was a little bit uh, cagey at the time, but he basically said if if you see the Diamondbacks use Dre Jamison in the bullpen, you know, a few times, then it's pretty safe to say he's going to stay there the rest of the year and uh unless the d-backs you know switch gears really quickly and decide they want jameson in the rotation really quickly i think you got to just have him embrace that role and i think it's something yeah. that uh, i think yeah. he could really provide a lot of value there 
On a completely unprofessional note, I would just like to say how much I love Dre Jameson as a person. And I think that there's <laughs> something there's something about having a guy like that, a real actual maniac in your clubhouse <laughs> that is competitive in, in, in every way. So much so uh, that I, I feel like he trained to beat Corbin Carroll in a foot race. Like you don't just go out and flat out win it. <laughs> you have to practice and work your way to that level of excellence sure. and like is that not a is that not a competitor you want in your clubhouse if you guys get into a fight this season are you going to regret not having Dre jameson on the bench or the bullpen to run out there and pummel <laughs> some guys i'm just saying there's a lot of other things you need to be thinking about here but uh we do know we do know or know or at least feel like we know that Dre jameson's going to stick around however going back to paven and uh, being the hero of the day, essentially, we still don't know about Paven Smith and what his role will be, especially considering that Kyle Lewis is due back soon. And we know that the Diamondbacks uh, like have some very talented position players that they want to get, you know, back up here. You know, we talked about Jake McCarthy being back and such, but as it stands right now. It seems like Tori uh, likes what he's seen, or at least that's what he told you before. Uh, was that before yesterday? Today's game? Before today's game. Yeah, that was before today's game. We'll, we'll These play days that all in- run together for me, Jesse. <laughs> we'll play that in a second. I do want to say real quick, uh, just to what you were talking about, uh, D-backs having so much depth and Kyle Lewis being on his way back. Uh, the D-backs starting outfield in Reno the other day was Kyle Lewis, Alec Thomas, and Dominic Fletcher, right? And it's like... <laughs> Those guys have all already played in in majors this year. They all very well could be back soon. There's just yeah. like this revolving door of outfielders right now where Reno and and the big leagues are are kind of interchangeable. I don't think Lourdes is going to be sent down anytime soon. I don't think Corbin right. Carroll's going anywhere. Right. But right. the rest of the guys, the D-backs continue to to just shuffle in and out. Uh, going back to that that uh, Paven Smith quote from Tori Lovello. I asked Pay or I asked Tori before the game uh, just about what he's seen from Paven Smith lately, and uh, as you'll see here, Tori was actually pretty complimentary of Paven Smith going into this game. Um, he's had some big hits. He can barrel up baseballs. I see a good finish to the swing, um, <clears throat> maybe inconsistent results, but I still believe in his ability to impact the game and impact the baseball from an offensive standpoint. Uh, defensively, it's been hit or miss for him because I haven't given him a lot of opportunities in the field. Um, but he's he's been fine. He's been fine at first base. He's been in in on a day where Christian needs a little bit of a blow or half a day off. Um, and he also been playing a good right field. So it's just a solid, consistent baseball player. And when you insert him, you know what you're going to get. I'm asking a lot of them. You know, he's leading off against right-handed pitching, and that's more a product of of um, him just being able to see balls and strikes, get good pitches to hit, and find himself getting on base. It hasn't happened the way we know it can, but he's in a good spot. I think the process is right, and it's going to probably start to translate. A bit prophetic from our skipper there, right? Looks pretty good yeah. when the results are what they were <laughs> with Payton. So Tori's like, yeah, make sure you play this video today, especially today. Uh, but yeah, uh, good stuff. And again, not a bad problem to have. Right now, the Diamondbacks have options, and that's the biggest thing. They have options. They have guys that are playing well, young guys. We know the guys that are emerging as the core of this team, and that's the really fun part to continue to watch. You know that Perdomo is winning that battle there at shortstop. Nick Ahmed is still going to get starts. They're still going to use him, and I know people are still going to scream about it every single time they do, but it really is getting to the point that uh, you know we're, we're going to see 
the guys that deserve to get the playing time are, are the ones that get the majority of the playing time. And, you know, then if, if they don't, they kind of know that there is somebody there waiting to take that playing time. Right. So yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's a good position for the front office and for Tori Lavolo to be in, to have this much talent kind of, kind of, kind of jockeying for position as far as, as far as playing time goes. But uh, one thing you don't have to do is jockey for position on the bet MGM app. You can download it right now and you can actually bet on horse racing and baseball, maybe at the same time, <laughs> all sorts of things you can bet on. Uh, we've teamed up with bet MGM this season and we'll be using their lines to make all of our picks. Uh, and of course we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. Uh, bets, by the way, uh, you get some free bets. Free bets are being given away every Saturday and every Wednesday. Fans will automatically receive a bonus bet upon logging into your account on the BetMGM Sportsbook app, and those bets will expire after 72 hours, so make sure you don't wait. Uh, bonus bets can only be used on a particular uh, type of betting uh, bets, so make sure that you're using it. I'm sorry, I lost my I, I lost my read in the middle. Uh, they can use on Vegas any sport. Broke you, Derek. Oh, I don't broke about, you. I, I, I love betting and I don't want to talk about it anymore. I don't want to talk about <laughs> what happened there. But uh, bonus bets can be used on any uh, sport wagers, of course. And make sure to check out the Bet MGM Sportsbook uh, over by State Farm Stadium. That's an incredible, incredible place to play. Uh, and I say that because I have really, over the last uh, 48 hours, really enjoyed having the little ticket um, from the sports book in my hand. The app is great, but sometimes there's, there's nothing better than having that, that ticket. So make sure to check out the bet MGM sports book, uh, uh, state farm stadium, uh, sports book, and you can come out for our knockout nights, cornhole league on the first Friday of every month. We will be out there. We'll be doing this show. And I promise I'll have my stuff together more than I do right now in this moment, but uh, <laughs> you can watch us do the show live. There'll also be food and beverage specials, giveaways, uh, bet MGM prizes, and so much more first Friday of every month between now and August. So if you haven't signed up for the bet MGM app yet, use bonus code PHNX. There's a few different offers depending on where you live, but for our Arizona audience, you will get up to a hundred dollars in bonus bets on your first wager with bet MGM. Again, make sure you use bonus code PHNX, check out those show notes for full details. And now listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Disclaimer 21 plus to wager. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. Brett Johnson in the chat says, I got to go to the next one so I can show off the cornhole skill. Brett, good luck. These, peoples are, these people are pros, let me tell you. So good <laughs> luck out there. Uh, well, we thank you guys for being here on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. If you haven't subscribed already, please do so. Sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss when any of our shows go live. Uh, leave us a little thumbs up. That way you know we're here and we know that you like what you see. Uh, and speaking of that, if you're listening on your audio favorite audio podcasting app, you can subscribe there as well and leave us a review. That way we know what you did and didn't like. And we always appreciate the feedback. Uh, you can also grab yourself a phnx diehards membership right now over at gophnx.com practically pays for itself out the gate you get a mountain mike 50 gift certificate with it you also get a free piece of merchandise from the phnxlocker.com as well as 20 percent off all future purchases you get members only access to our discord you get members only merchandise offers members only discounts with our partners and members only invites to events so much more uh so grab yourself a membership today over at gophnx.com and become a diehard with us uh, Jesse, 
you got to fill me in on what happened on the Red Sox series. Uh, I was fairly drunk for most of it. Uh, and uh, there was times where we were going on a scavenger hunt to give a guy his cell phone back that we found on the cell on the floor, which I'm still going to tell that story before this episode is over. Okay. But please, uh, what happened with the Red Sox? Because I was worried that we were going to see the Diamondbacks get swept there for a second. Yeah, it did. Uh, it did sort of feel like things were maybe headed in that direction. Uh, of course, the D-backs had uh, a gut punching loss on Wednesday to the Phillies. Uh, they came back home, and on Friday, things were things were bad. Uh, D-backs won, uh, lost that game seven to two. They were down from the from the beginning of the game and and just never were able to really claw their way back or build any kind of momentum whatsoever. Um, in, in a sense, for uh, for some people, maybe that seven two loss on Friday was. Uh, kind of refreshing because it wasn't like a, a bullpen meltdown sort of a game. It was just kind of a game the D-backs just sort of lost from the beginning. Um, but yeah, Somehow those are better. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> in in some in some way it 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 does feel like that. Uh, but that of course was the Brandon Fott game. Brandon Fott really really struggled on Friday. Three and two thirds innings, eight hits, five runs, uh, and as we suspected. The Diamondbacks did proceed to send Brandon Fought down the next day uh, when they brought back Zach Davies. Uh, Davies on Saturday uh, was just okay. Uh, three and a third innings, two runs, five hits. Not not really all that great. Uh, his pitch count really uh, escalated quickly. He was into the 70s. The D-backs decided to take him out before uh, the end of that fourth inning. The bullpen was outstanding in that game for the D-backs, uh, but as has been the case on on occasion recently. Uh, the D-backs offense just was not really able to get anything going. Uh, it wasn't so much an issue with uh, hitting with runners in scoring position as it was just not really getting guys uh, in scoring position to begin with. D-backs literally had one opportunity that entire game with runners in scoring position, and they went 0-1. So a uh, tough 2-1 loss for the D-backs on Saturday. And then as we discussed earlier, Sunday's game with Merrill Kelly on the bump. Uh, another one where the D-backs opened up an early lead. They were up 4 to nothing uh, as of the second inning, as of the end of the second inning. Uh, they did not score the rest of the way, and uh, blood pressures were raised, I'm sure, at the end of that game as the D-backs bullpen <laughs> was a little shaky. Uh, but ultimately, the D-backs were able to come away with a 4-2 win and as we talked about earlier, Merrill Kelly was outstanding. Alex Cora, the manager of the Red Sox, uh, made Greg Maddox comparisons after the game. Uh, so Merrill that tells you a little bit about how good Merrill Kelly was in wow. that game on Sunday. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, I watched that on the biggest screen I've ever seen in my entire life at the Circa uh, Hotel. And uh, it was go. hard to pay attention because there was a lot of stuff going on. Uh, Merrill <laughs> Kelly, though, incredible. Let's take a look at the numbers from this series because, uh, yeah, they tell the tale of why the Diamondbacks lost two out of three. However, Diamondbacks still have not been swept, and they also still have not swept the team. So uh, no sweeping still going on. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the starting pitching, not great outside of Merrill Kelly, like you said. Relief pitching, pretty awesome for both teams here. Yeah, and that, that was kind of the biggest disappointment, I think, for a lot of people for that Saturday game is uh, the D-backs offense just couldn't get anything going, only three hits in the entire game, but their bullpen was outstanding. That might have been the best game I've ever seen from the D-backs bullpen uh, this season, five and two-thirds scoreless innings in that game, uh, but unfortunately, it was it was all for naught when, when things were said and done. Um, yeah, yeah. Hitting with runners in scoring position continued to be an issue. The D-backs were two for 17 in the series. Uh, the two Reds walks, 
two walks in three yeah. games, Jesse. Come on. Yeah, they also, yeah, the D-backs in two out two out of those three games, the D-backs did not draw a walk. Um, so that was that was an issue for the offense as well. This offense just is frankly hasn't been good for the last uh the last week or two. Uh, but you know, with what we saw today against the Rockies, maybe this is a, a start of a new hot streak for the D-backs offensively. So let's talk about what the series of events were that were put into place here with Dre Jameson getting called up and Luis Frias being sent down. Uh, and then they used Tommy Henry out of the bullpen. Yeah. On Saturday? Yeah. Yeah. So what let, is me, let me, let me fill you in on, on what happened on Saturday, Derek, a lot of entire D backs universe was, was uh, in utter chaos uh, for a while there. Uh, yeah. The D backs against the Red Sox on Saturday, Zach Davies was the starter. Um, and, and we looked down in the D backs bullpen, uh, at the beginning of the game. I want to, I want to shout out our friend Jack Summers on this, who was looking for this because he had a suspicion it might happen. If you look down at the D backs bullpen, uh, early in that game on Saturday, you saw not only Dre Jameson, who we sort of expected to be pitching out of the bullpen. We also saw Tommy Henry down there, uh, in a game that of course he was not scheduled to star. You wouldn't expect him to appear but Tommy Henry was down in the bullpen. Um, and we found out after the game, although Torrey was uh, a little bit uh, hard to understand before the game and understandably so with how things worked out. Uh, but after the game, Torrey basically explained that if, if, uh, if Zach Davies had had a really short outing, something just went really wrong in his, in his first start back, the D-backs didn't have a lot of length available in the bullpen because of Luis Frias needing to be used the day prior when Brandon Fott wasn't able to go all that deep. Um, so basically, Tommy Henry was the D-backs long man um, on, on Saturday. If they needed some length after Zach Davies, they were going to go to Tommy Henry because the Red Sox lineup has a ton of lefties. And the way that Torrey explained it after the game, Tommy Henry was going to throw 100 pitches if necessary in that game. And presumably, if that had happened, if Tommy Henry had needed to be used for an extended period of time in that game, Torrey didn't say this explicitly, but it sort of implies it because they don't have another option. Dre Jameson would have had to slot into the starting rotation because Tommy Henry, of course, would not have been able to make his next start. Uh, But as things worked out, Tommy Henry did pitch in the game. He was going to pitch in the game no matter what but he only needed to throw 10 pitches. So Tommy Henry is now scheduled to start on Wednesday. So they did reshuffle things a little bit there. Uh, But yeah, everyone was very confused in the moment, of course, because you see, you see Dre Jamison called up early in the day. And then you see Tommy Henry coming out of the bullpen. And suddenly it really looked like Dre Jamison was actually going to enter the rotation. Uh, And as we found out afterwards, there was a scenario. It sounds like where Dre Jamison would have entered the rotation but that's not how things worked out. Which still isn't great because it still sounds like that might be a backup plan at some point or something that they have in their pocket. And I mean, I'm Possibly. sure Dre Jamison wants to be in the starting rotation, so I'm sure he'd, he'd love that opportunity again. But I just feel like for the team, it really makes sense to, for him right now to stay in the bullpen. And uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I don't like all that, but glad it, it is happen. tricky though. It is tricky yeah. though, right? Like if yeah. if Tommy Henry and Ryan Nelson uh, or or Ryan Nelson struggle, uh, right? I mean, we saw Ryan Nelson really have a pretty rough outing today, and uh, Tommy Henry's pitched pretty well of late. But if things were to take a, a turn for the worse there, it, it, the D backs would be in a difficult position because at this point, with Dre Jameson in the bullpen, 
uh, Brandon Fodd is kind of their primary depth option in Reno. And I don't know if the D-backs want to go back to Brandon Fodd right away. Uh, they probably want to see him really make some some adjustments and you know uh, work on his command in particular. It sounds like that was the, the biggest thing that the D-backs were targeting with Fodd. Uh, so yeah, basically uh, with Dre Jameson in the bullpen, which I think is where he will likely stay, the D-backs rotation depth is a little bit thinner. They, they're they sort of locking themselves in to uh, Ryan Nelson and Tommy Henry being in the rotation unless they're going to make some quick decision here and go get Dre Jamison out of the bullpen. But I don't really see that happening. Well, I hope whatever they do, they stay consistent because we know that that's a huge part of all baseball players' you know plans, and that's the reason why. Yeah. Uh, you can't really do this stuff and expect the greatest results. Uh, but what I will say is I am dying over here. I need a drink. I need to stop by Circle K and <laughs> uh, take Tiny Derek's advice and get myself a Polar Pop. Uh, you can check out your local Circle K for the best beer, coffee, snack selection, premium gas, and so much more uh, in-house entertainment as well. Uh, stock up at Circle K, America's Thirst Stop. Uh, get yourself a nice coffee for just $1.89. They will, They also have Red Bulls, three, do- three for $8. Monsters, three for $6. After paying what I just paid in Nevada, that sounds like the best deal i've ever seen in my life uh by the way they have some great stuff going on so make sure you're not missing out on all of this great stuff right now text phnx to 31310 to join their sms subscriber club and get a buy one get one free offer on 32 ounce polar pops uh head to circlek.com slash store dash locator to find the circle k near you uh and of course they're everywhere so you can't miss the circle k's in the valley uh and of course also, get some beer while you're there. Get some Four Peaks beer or get Four Peaks beer wherever you get your beer. Stop by their 8th Street Pub. Uh, check out the fine selection of beers that Four Peaks has to offer. Sports aren't the same without a Four Peaks in your hand. Uh, and make sure you check out their Four Peaks Four Seats promotion if you want to go to an Arizona Diamondbacks game. Uh, one lucky winner will get four seats to an upcoming D-backs game. Tickets come with D-Bucks, so grab some food, ice cold wild wheat or hop not, and enjoy some baseball. You can enter by going to their Instagram at Four Peaks Brew uh, on Instagram. The link is in their bio. Uh, check out at Four Peaks Brew or at Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest at Arizona's hometown brewery. Must be 21 or older to drink Four Peaks Please drink responsibly. Uh, I don't have much voice left, Jesse. Uh, but <laughs> before we get on to probables for the rest of this Rocky series, as well as some stuff from down on the minor leagues, uh, I just wanted to tell you uh, of of the story of us finding this man. Oh, yes. Phone. Yes, please um, do. We are not exactly the type of group of guys to shy away from uh, having an adventure, let's per se. Uh, And finding a cell phone on the floor in a casino is something that's a very delicate matter. You know how important this could be to somebody that could be their entire lifeline, right? they, They might not even be able to get home to where they need to get back to without that cell phone. So uh, we did want to make sure that we did everything we could. We didn't want to just go drop this off at a desk uh, in the lost and found. Um, we wanted memories. So, of course, the first thing we did with this locked cell phone was figure out how to open it up and start taking pictures, uh, taking pictures of whatever we could find, Jesse, ourselves. We took a lot of group selfies. We found strangers uh, to interact with. We took pictures of them. Uh, We filled the phone with pictures and videos just to make sure that whoever got their phone back uh, had plenty of treasures, hidden treasures, you know, to really dig into when they got back. Uh, But as we were uh, having a good time filling up their memory card with photos of strangers, (laughs) 
we got a text message from a man who was a friend of his uh, and, and we were able to text him back. Security is nothing on these phones, by the way, these were all things we were able to do with this phone while it was locked. So uh, we (laughs) text messages back. Uh, We come to find out that this phone belongs to a man named Frank, who was also in Las Vegas for a bachelor party. Frank is not the man of honor. However, Frank is a guy that has, as his friends proclaim, we all needed to meet. So, of course, when they came to get the cell phone, they took us back to their room so we could meet Frank. And yes, of course, Jesse, Frank came out of the shower uh, completely nude with nothing but oh a towel junk. Oh, no. There was a lot of chanting his name in the room and like just a lot of uh, strangers hugging a man that was completely naked. It was a weird uh, it was a weird thing, but uh, we, we did become friends and he wanted to ha- like hang out and have dinner and stuff later. So these are the kind of things you do when you are in Las Vegas and, and, uh, and not just in Las Vegas, any time in life. These are how you meet your best friends. These are the stories <laughs> that you go on to say, that's how Frank ended up in my wedding. Right. That's. That's the way that go. these things happen. But uh, it was a very hangover, um, you know, short period of time for us. And we had a good time. A lot of other things, too, which um, I won't go into now at this point. But uh, anyway, look at you. So, look at you guys, Derek. The the saints of Sin City, right? Right. Finding, hey. Being the good Samaritan, finding finding this guy's phone. It was it was. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I mean, we 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 had better things to do, but nothing was better than than having some weird experience like that. happen. But yeah. Um, <laughs> It's not the only crazy stuff going in, on in, in Nevada or going on in the Arizona Diamondbacks minor league system, Jesse. That's for sure. Uh, we do know that uh, Joe Mantiply is on his way back soon. We know Carson Kelly is also on his way back soon. Any updates on those guys? Yeah, Joe Mantiply is uh, throwing a live session tomorrow in extended spring training. He'll actually be caught by Carson Kelly. Uh, Tori said that if all goes well there, that uh, Joe Mantiply should be headed out on a rehab assignment. So I think we're pretty close to getting Joe Mantiply back in the majors. Uh, Carson Kelly, like I said, will be catching that game. He was also catching today. Uh, those are his his first times catching in, in like an actual game. Um, so, uh, so yeah, Carson Kelly uh, has, has had some at-bats. I think he's had 15 at-bats over the last few days. Uh, we didn't get any any details on the exact results of those at bats in extended spring training, but it sounds like he's he's doing well. And Tori said that in about three days, uh, Carson Kelly could be headed out on a rehab assignment of his own. Uh, so good good news for both of those guys. Uh, while we're at it, I'll throw out Kyle Lewis's name as well. Lewis hit two home runs uh, in the game yesterday for the Reno Aces. He has really started to look uh, like himself offensively. Uh, so I, I don't think the D-backs will rush him back. It sounds like they're still being careful and making sure he has uh, the endurance. Tori has talked a lot about building back endurance as being kind of the, the main thing that they're really trying to figure out right now, even more than, than the results. Um, but yeah, so far, so good on that front. And uh, we probably will see Kyle Lewis in, in a couple of weeks, I would think, yeah. as well. So mm-hmm. good news on, on all fronts there. Good news, but complicated, right? Like things are going to get complicated and we're going to see them probably make some decisions that aren't going to make people happy. Um, But that, uh, I don't know. I I, I think that the the Diamondbacks right now could very much use, I think, uh, uh, Carson Kelly there splitting some time with Gabriel Moreno. It'd be great to see Kelly back. Joe Mantiply, just a huge part of this, you know, bullpen, obviously. Uh, Christian Robinson, 
is moving along through the through the organization. What's he going is. on with that? Yeah. yeah, Christian Robinson. Today was the day. Uh, we talked about this way back at the beginning of the month. We talked about how Christian Robinson had, or the D-backs had a 30-day period um, stated in order to actually make a roster move and send him down to Visalia. Uh, presumably, he is in good shape, working his way back from the hamstring issue that he suffered in spring training. And he is expected to be in the lineup for the Visalia Rawhide tomorrow. Uh, so for the first time in uh, three and a half plus years, Christian Robinson is going to play a minor league baseball game tomorrow. Uh, so yeah, it should be should be exciting to see how how he does. And uh, there's such an, an a very wide range of outcomes, right? Uh, Christian yeah. Robinson could really struggle, and I don't think that would really surprise people uh, no. playing in his first minor league game in three and a half years. But he also was at one point a very highly touted prospect and a guy who already had a lot of success at the low A level a few years ago. So you wouldn't necessarily be shocked if he's able to just sort of pick up right where he left off and find his way to Hillsboro before too long. So uh, that'll be something to watch. Peter Solomon was the guy that D-backs DFA'd in order to, to make room for Robinson on the 40 man. Not a huge surprise there, but I will say Christian yeah. Robinson, we did see him really smoking the ball off Madison Bumgarner during uh, the minor league or not minor league camp. That was last year. I forgot lockout, all that stuff uh, during spring training, <laughs> you know, and it was good to see him in there. He looked really good. Uh, he didn't look like he was maybe in the best physical shape or you know, maybe not playing shape yet at the time, but he just looked a bit uh, stocky. But besides that, I'm sure that's just a matter of not really being, uh, you know, in camp and, and training and stuff. And I'm sure we'll see uh, Christian Robinson probably look great, but uh, he was yeah. one of, he was an extremely talented player and a really important player for this organization. So it's, it's like weird. It's uh, it, it's not talked about enough about, you know, the loss of him and, and kind of how one of their, the crown jewels of their minor league system was, was almost completely out of baseball. Right. So, I mean, yeah. uh, if he could come back and be anywhere close to what he was projected to be, he could be a great player for this organization. To, to put things in perspective, Paul Goldschmidt was still a member of the Diamondbacks when Christian Robinson played his last minor league game. That's it's right. been it's been that long since we've seen this guy. And yeah, some people had him ranked back in the day as the number one prospect in this organization. Uh, said he was 46th in all of baseball, I believe. Yeah, he showed up on some top 100 list, which is really impressive for a guy playing at the lower levels of the minors. So yeah, he, you know, big time potential here. Uh, like I said earlier, there's a very wide range of outcomes, especially this season as he works his way back into it. Uh, but yeah, it sounds like uh, hopefully we'll be able to talk to Christian himself in, in the next few days and uh, just get his perspective on this whole situation and this this roller coaster ride of a, a yeah. few years. I know he's been through a lot, but uh, yeah, you know, once Drew Jones comes back from uh, from his quad injury, which has taken a while, but it sounds like he's making some good progress. He's out at extended spring training, uh, played in his first game on Saturday uh, out here in Arizona. So once you get Drew Jones back in that lineup. Uh, for the Visalia Rawhide, you'll have a pretty exciting outfield with Drew Jones and Christian Robinson in there uh, every day for Visalia. Kyle says, if he comes back and makes the majors, the D-backs will start a legacy of incredible comeback stories. Absolutely right. And that's definitely one of them, for sure. 
Yeah. Uh, let's let's take a look at the probables for the rest of the series against the Colorado Rockies. Uh, we have that DNVR crew talking trash to us, which I still don't understand. <laughs> but uh, they they're gonna get a uh, they're gonna get a dose of Gallon on Galentine's Day tomorrow with Zach Gallon versus Kyle Freeland. Yeah, fun pitching matchup. Uh, yeah, Kyle sure. Freeland has a three eight six ERA, but he's a really good pitcher. Uh, then you know him him being at Coors Field and dealing with that environment make his numbers look a lot worse than he really is. He's really been an incredible pitcher this year. One of one of the better pitchers in the National League. I don't think top ten or top fifteen is is really a crazy argument there. Kyle Freeland's been really good. So good pitchers duel tomorrow. Uh, Connor Siebold has had some some good outings recently for, for the Rockies. He goes against Tommy Henry most likely on Wednesday. I don't believe the D-backs have made that official, uh, but that's what Torrey said after the whole fiasco on Saturday that because Tommy only threw those 10 pitches, he will likely pitch on Wednesday. Uh, and then on Thursday, it looks like we'll get Chase Anderson Former Diamondbacks legend Chase Anderson, who is uh, with the Rockies and has helped, has been very good for them as a 1.31 ERA uh, since they picked him up as he goes against Zach Davies. Oh, Jesse, of course, it's, uh, of course, he has an amazing ERA. Um, all right. Well, what we got the Rockies close out uh, the month, but you got to be very thrilled with the fact that the Diamondbacks uh, hit the, what, 31 win mark here 31 by Memorial and 23. Day. 31 and 23. Yeah, it really felt for our, for a few days there like all right. I mean, we we knew the D-backs were doing a lot of things right and it it you know, it felt like they were on a really positive trajectory this year, but kind of felt like the wheels were coming off a little bit there when yeah. the D-backs lost those three games in a row. Um, but you know, this team continues to, to bounce back in, in situations where we think, uh, you know, they, they might, they might be down and, and they might not really be able to work themselves out of the rut. D-backs have, have come back and won a big game yesterday against the Red Sox, another game today. And, you know, you've got one of, one of your, uh, one of the best pitchers in the national league going for you tomorrow in, in Zach Gallen. Uh, so good opportunity for the D-backs to keep this thing rolling. Uh, Jesse needs to hop in that shower behind him. I need to take a nap. Uh, that means, of course, I'm going to head down to the office so I can nap in our recliners at work because they're way better than the recliners I have here. Um, but let me tell you, uh, they have some comfy furniture over at morefurniture.com and they have everything you need for your house, everything to get ready uh, for football season when that comes back around. They got stuff for you to get ready for the summer and patio season. Got all sorts of stuff going on. So make sure check out morefurniture.com. Uh, and of course, check out Jesse's Chase Lounge section, which is an official uh, area at any more furniture location that you go to. They have all the Chase Lounges together there. Uh, they also help us furnish our, fur our studio with their white glove delivery service. So we thank them uh, for that. You can save big on the best furniture in the Valley when you head to morefurniture.com. Uh, and speaking a patio season patio season of course means patio beers um, patio beers of course means illegal peats uh, illegal peats not only has some great beer selection but they have the strongest margaritas you can find in arizona and you can check out all of their arizona locations uh, they have happy hour 3 to 6 p.m daily however all illegal peats locations have extended their happy hour for memorial day to 3 to 8 p.m so stop in today Check out what they have going on, uh, either their Tucson or Tempe locations for a house beer bucket for you and the whole crew. Five pints for just $15. Soak up the sun with a loaded burrito and crisp beer on the patio over at Legal Pete's. Uh, and don't don't miss out on that queso. The queso is incredible. Check out their full bar and their irresistible drinks that they have. 
over at Illegal Pete's, your go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beer. Jesse, uh, I had enough of my buddies, and I definitely had enough of beer for now. But uh, I'm going to rebound. I'll be back. My voice hopefully will also be back with me tomorrow. (laughs) Uh, You will be back. I will be back. We will be at Chase Field, in fact, tomorrow, checking out this Arizona Diamondbacks matchup with the Colorado Rockies. We hope to see you guys out there, too. Of course, uh, message us, send us a text or a tweet. Uh, let us know if you're going to be out there. I'm at cap underscore caveman with a K. Jesse is at Jesse and Friedman. Of course, our producer Damon is at Damon dog with a D-A-W-G. Uh, our show is at PHNX underscore D-backs. But of course, all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I don't have the energy to bark today, Damon. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you got to do a little bark at the end when you follow him. Uh, we appreciate you guys uh, for pi- popping in and joining us here and putting up with me and and being at 60 percent uh we thank you guys for your time on behalf of everybody here we love you we appreciate you and remember kids baseball is fun but it is so much more fun when uh paven hits home runs <laughs>